Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform, and a transcript of each episode can be found at redspin.com. Hello, welcome back to Cyberspin. This week, Tony Bunger, CMMC Provisional Assessor, will address you, our listeners and audience, with a few questions that have come our way. Tony, hi, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, hanging in there. Um, the weather's getting better, especially for us down south, who's been dodging tornadoes for the past two weeks. Spring is in the air. So, Tony, you've been working with CMMC for a while now. Tell us first where these questions are coming from and where you get your answers or why we should trust your answers. Yeah, very good question, Lauren. Um, we held a webinar on March 25th that covered how to maneuver your way through the minefield of preparing for a CMMC assessment. We got many questions from participants. I provided answers on the fly to many of those questions, but we could not get to them all. But many of my answers come from actual reference documents from the CMMC itself. So when, when I go through an answer, I try to provide my, my best ability to use current documentation like the CMMC model, CMMC assessment guides, along with some of the latest town hall information that the CMMC puts on every month. To my understanding, you're working through certifying Redspin right now too, right? That's correct. Redspin is a C3PAO certified third-party assessment organization who is currently scheduled to have its assessment done by the DIBCAC, which is Defense Industrial Base Certification Assessment Center. Some of you are aware that C3PAOs must be also certified at CMMC Level 3 in order to conduct assessments. So we're currently going through that process. So you're speaking on behalf of experience and as an expert. So that's great. So let's dive right in, shall we? Sure. Um, I think the first question we got on the webinar, and we'll just go in order with some of these here. First question we got was if a company wants to proactively pursue level one certification, but does not handle CUI or FCI, how would they scope the effort with no data to protect or segment? Is this possible? Would this need to be a generalized certification of the entire infrastructure? Now, this is a very broad question, and I'll paraphrase how I answered that on the webinar. First of all, there is no certification requirement if there is no FCI or CUI present, and if you do not have or expected to have a contract with the DOD. Now, if you desire to become CMMC certified with no data, then I recommend becoming familiar with CMMC Level 1 requirements, mostly because uh, this asks for uh, Level 1 certification in this question. Basically, CMMC Level 1 is based on DFARS 7012-15 safeguarding requirements for covered defense information, or FCI. So now, if you as the organization, you feel that it may be required to handle CUI or FCI in the future, then by all means, a C3PAO can conduct an assessment. A DOD contractor or in CMMC terms, organizations seeking certification must be certified by the time of contract award. So remember, you must be certified at the appropriate level by the time of contract award. So in a sense, in this case, if you suspect you will be on a future contract where your organization will be storing, processing, and transmitting FCI, then it would be a good idea to plan for CMMC level one certification. Get that process started so you will be ready to go 
for when you decide to to bid and if and eventually possibly be awarded that DOD contract that may contain FCI. So it would be possible to schedule a C3PL for a formal assessment for cert- certification if you met all the CMMC requirements, assuming you will be handling FCI. Once again, you're assuming that you will be bidding on a contract that would have FCI requirements. So for FCI, it would be straightforward. You just need to meet the 17 CMMC level one practices for basic cybersecurity hygiene, which are based on those DFAR 7012 safeguarding requirements that I just mentioned earlier. So to say that again, and I said, you know, you just need to meet 17. I don't make it, I don't want to make it sound that easy, but that's what I would recommend doing if you feel that you will be a part of some contract in the future that requires a protection of SCI. Yeah, that was great. I think we should just roll right into the next question. Okay, the next question that we received, and I, I did my best to answer on the fly during the webinar, is there a more detailed list that can help a company decide if they should be level one or level three? This is related to the previous question, but from a little bit different perspective. So basically, once again, the contractual requirements will dictate the level of certification, whether it's maturity level one, maturity level three, or maturity level five. You know, there are five maturity level certifications right now, only two are defined, uh, levels one and three. Level one is for FCI and level three is for CUI. So basically that's step one, understand what your contractual requirements are. If you're considering bidding on a contract, I recommend the contracting office review the RFI or RFP to determine the certification requirements. The DFARS clauses, and we're not going to get into those clauses in detail, but hopefully many of you are familiar with the 7012, 7019, 7020, 7021, you know, may be spelled out in those contracts. But if you don't know what contracts that you may be bidding on, you can look at the services that you would be providing to the DOD and determine if you are storing, processing, or transmitting FCI or CUI. So this goes along with that previous question. And as you do that, be sure that you have a clear understanding of FCI and CUI. You know, as an intuitive example, if you are manufacturing parts or handling blueprints for those parts, then rest assured you are handling CUI and you can expect to be required to obtain CMMC maturity level three to protect CUI. FCI, on the other hand, can be tricky. An intuitive example of FCI would be auxiliary services such as food delivery to deployed military forces or janitorial services on a military installation, just to name two. However, there may be some cases where that food delivery service may come into contact with CUI. And this is where understanding your contractual requirements come into play. So while you think you may be level one only, you may find yourself delving a little bit more into potentially handing or becoming in contact with CUI, and maybe you would actually need a CMMC level three certification. So after such a long story, there is not a specific list that you can go to for finding out which level certification you may require. However, in the meantime, I recommend becoming familiar with NIST 800-171A, the CMMC model version 1.02, and the two published CMMC assessment guides, one for level one and the other for level three, along with that CMMC model document that may help in understanding requirements for each maturity level. So once again, that was a mouthful. Get those documents and understand them to, so you understand the definition of FCI and how to protect FCI, along with the definition of CUI and how to protect CUI. So that documentation, NIST 800-171-ALPHA, alpha means assessment, comes to you as if you're the assessor The CMMC model version 1.2, which defines CUI and FCI, what the requirements are to protect FCI and CUI. The assessment guides provide you with with the understanding of exactly what you need to meet for level one or level three. 
And I will note in relation to that question, folks can visit our website resource center, www.redspin.com, where we reference a lot of those resources you just mentioned, Tony, as well as a recording of our webinar that you are referring to. So again, please visit www.redspin.com and hit the resources tab. Tony, on to question three. Sure. And and this is also related to understanding what level of certification a an OSC or DOD contractor may, may need. Uh, so we're detecting a pattern here. We got many questions with respect to that. So the actual question that we received during the webinar was, my organization does not handle CUI. Do I still need to be certified at level one? Uh, once again, going back to the previous question, I would say yes. If you know for a fact that your company does not or will not store, process, or transmit CUI, but you will work with FCI, which will be more than likely, then your company is required to meet the 17 CMMC practices for basic cyber hygiene, also known as maturity level one certification. So keep in mind that the DOD specifies the required CMMC maturity levels in the contracts through requests for information and requests for proposals, also known as RFI and RFP. That's not the only method, but I recommend that you understand which contracts you're currently a part of and the contracts that you will be a part of in, in the future that, that you may be bidding on it and actually win the award. Okay, and we have time for one more question, Tony. Sure. Um, I got a question that's, that's a very good question. I got a question with respect to that NIST SP-800-172. So the question is, in the resources, the person providing this question is referring to the resources slide in the webinar. So in the resources, why wasn't NIST SP-800-172 mentioned? That is a very good observation. In this webinar, we discuss primarily the two available certifications, CMMC Level 1 and CMMC Level 3. There is no CMMC Level 5 certification at this point. So why do I mention CMMC Certification Level 5? Well, that's where NIST SP-800-172 comes into play. So NIST SP-800-172 was recently published. It's been out there for public comment and draft form, but it, is, it has not been officially incorporated into the CMMC model and the CMMC assessment process. This guidance is expected to be required for CMMC level four and, and level five that focuses on the protection from advanced persistent threats, also known as APTs. So in the webinar, we intentionally did not discuss specifics on CMMC maturity models levels four and five, since those levels are still evolving and haven't been published yet. Speaking of that, the CMMC assessment guide for level five isn't published is that I'm aware of. I have not seen that formally published. And I suspect that you will see NIST 800-172 requirements providing a foundation for those practices within levels four and five. So the bottom line is that I suspect we will see incorporation of NIST SP 800-172 requirements when the formal levels four and five guidance is published. Now, there may be some uh, 172 requirements at level three, but we'll see, we'll see once the uh, next version of the CMMC model comes out. So I hope that answered your question there with respect to NIST SP-800-172. Tony, great. And it looks like we are out of time for the day. So thank you so much for your guidance and expertise. We will be back with another Q&A episode like this soon. Great. I hope this was helpful to you out there listening. And if you have more questions, please email them to me at tony.bunger at redspin.com. And for those who haven't memorized my last name yet, it's B-U-E-N-G-E-R. So Tony.Bunger at Redspin.com. And we'll do our best to provide responses in our next Q&A episode. So once again, thanks for listening. See you next time.